Welcome to eMidcast. I'm your host, Nicholas Robbins. Today, I would like to discuss fellowships available to emergency medicine physicians. Currently, there are many fellowships available for graduating residents or current practicing emergency physicians. These fellowships include administrative fellowships, critical care fellowships, education fellowships, emergency medical services fellowship, global emergency medicine fellowships, health policy fellowships, hyperbaric fellowships, pediatric emergency medicine fellowships, sports medicine fellowships, toxicology fellowships, and wilderness medicine fellowships. Whew. Well, I guess that will be too much for one episode. However, one fellowship in particular I find quite intriguing. In this episode, we're going to discuss Emergency Medicine Services Fellowships. Society for Academic Emergency Physicians. There are currently 68 emergency medical fellowships in the United States. To get the best description of what an EMS fellowship is all about, I went right to the source. Dr. James Kofed is an emergency medicine physician and recent EMS graduate. He is very busy nowadays as he begins his military career, but I was able to catch up with him on his way to starting boot camp. Dr. Kofed, welcome to the show. Could you start by telling us a little bit about your background and how you became interested in emergency medicine? I grew up in a small town called Boring, Oregon, or near a small town called Boring, Oregon. Initially, during high school, I, I thought I was going to become a fireman. I did a explore program through the Clackamas County Fire Department when I initially went to college. Medical school just seemed a little far outside of my reach, and so I, you know, I thought I was going to be a paramedic. The world would have it that I actually did pretty well in college, and I had some really wonderful encouragement that drove me to pursue an advanced degree, a medical doctorate. And then during medical school, it took me a while, but ultimately I decided on emergency medicine, a variety of things, including the patient care that's provided, the lifestyle, and then my interests that preceded my entrance into medical school. Dr. Kofed, I understand that you recently completed an emergency medical services or EMS fellowship in Dallas, Texas. Many students know very little or have maybe never heard about an EMS fellowship. Can you give our listeners some background on the EMS fellowship and maybe some insight into why this fellowship is increasing in popularity? The EMS fellowship has an interesting history. The fellowship itself has been around for over 20 years in a variety of different programs. The, the thing that I think has made it more popular recently in the last four to five years is that the fellowship itself has become accredited through the ABEM process, and ABEM is the American Board of Emergency Medicine Physicians. And so currently, as of a few years ago, there is a, a certification test that you can take. You have to have completed an emergency medicine residency program in order to qualify and then meet some other requirements, but there is actually a test that you can take that gives you additional credentials as a EMS medical director. I think we all enjoy an origin story. 
Can you tell us how you became interested in the EMS Fellowship? Was this something you decided a long time ago? And were there any aha moments or personal experiences that helped shape this path for you? Once I got into medical school and then went to residency, the EMS aspect, the pre-hospital care aspect of medicine had somewhat faded from my purview. It actually wasn't until my second year of residency when my, my brother, who's a Portland police officer, was involved in a shooting. He was actually he was shot at with a firearm through a door, and he wasn't severely injured, but I remember getting the phone call that my brother, you know, while I was in residency, that my brother had been shot at and injured as a result. And I just remember wanting to be there, wanting to you know, protect our law enforcement officers from these kinds of tragedies. At the same time, in parallel, I had joined the Army Reserves, which also added a, a layer of complexity and an interest that I had to pre-hospital care. So if you can think of soldiers in the field or forward deployment hospitals, a lot of what they're doing is stabilization care and part of it is field medicine. And so the, the two things happening near the same time reinvigorated my interest in pre-hospital care services and ultimately encouraged me to pursue an EMS fellowship. After recording this interview, I looked into the circumstances of Dr. Kofed's brother. Officer Kofed responded to a mental health crisis for a distraught and suicidal man. We should remember that often police officers, and not EMS, are the first responders on scene for trauma, medical emergencies, and mental health crises calls to 911. I certainly believe they deserve our support and acknowledgement of the dangers they face on a daily basis. Dr. Kofed, may I take a moment and ask how your brother is before we continue? He, he's great. He, he, was, he was really lucky. The initial, the initial injury was, uh, you know, it was a firearm that got shot through a, a heavily screened door from the inside. And so it was mostly shrapnel that ended up impacting him on his chest. And so he, you know, he fell backwards, didn't actually, none of the uh, shrapnel penetrated the skin. He was, he was very fortunate where the shrapnel hit him in his chest. He did just fine. There was an officer on that scene later on that was injured quite severely. You know, although I'm, I'm very you know, grateful that my brother came out relatively unharmed, I, I think you can never know what an incident like that does to you ultimately. You know, I, and I feel for the officer and the family of the other people who were injured during that during that scene. I appreciate you sharing this story with our EMIGCAST listeners. Returning to the topic of EMS fellowship. It occurs to me there might be some different career paths available after fellowship. What options does someone have after fellowship, and is there any particular position that's more commonly sought than others? The biggest goal of most fellowship-trained residents or fellow-trained EMS graduates is to pursue a job as a medical director. A medical director, essentially, of a pre-hospital care entity does a variety of tasks. Most of those careers, they have different flavors, but they all have similar responsibilities. And those responsibilities include administrative roles over the agency. It requires the oversight of education. And it also requires in-depth knowledge of what the system is doing. And most people do that through a quality assurance or a quality improvement program. And so, in general, most people pursue an EMS medical director job there are other roles to be made 
including assistant associate medical director positions, as well as, you know, community health programs. And so recently, community paramedicine has become a new topic of discussion within emergency medicine. And so there's a, there's a variety of, I would almost call it sub, subspecialties within EMS that are developing at this time. For those who are not familiar with community paramedicine, this is a topic worth taking a few minutes to discuss. The concept of community paramedicine is to expand the roles of EMTs and paramedics in an effort to better utilize resources in underserved populations. Examples of how this may work are transporting patients who have called EMS but do not have a medically urgent condition to a more appropriate location for treatment other than expensive hospital emergency room. Some paramedicine models have suggested using EMS for short-term hospital follow-up visits, which may reduce or prevent hospital remission. This is not only a benefit to the patients, but also to the EMTs and paramedics who gain additional skills in assessment. We have provided some helpful links on this topic on our webpage. So I'd like to ask a question many of our listeners may have. Is an EMS board certification necessary or will it help secure one of these careers coming out of fellowship? So currently it depends. Because the accreditation process is relatively new, there's a lot of EMS providers, EMS medical directors who are currently practicing who are very knowledgeable and essentially are the grandfathers of EMS practice, EMS medical direction. Many of them have been essentially grandfathered into positions, and recently they've had the opportunity to grandfather into taking the board certification exam. There is also a parallel movement that is happening at the state and government level, where some states are writing within their laws and their ordinances that their medical directors need a specific level of training. And some states have gone as far as to write in that they need to be fellowship trained in order to be a medical director of a system. And then it's, I think it's only a matter of time before states also include language that include the certification of a fellowship-trained medical director. I think it'll, t it'll take many, many years in order to have enough credentialed EMS medical directors to actually cover all the systems, but I do think you know, over the next several years that is something that's going to become more of a requirement and less of an option. I imagine, much like a toxicology or ultrasound fellowship, you have a different focus in an EMS fellowship than you did as an emergency medicine resident. How does one's experience as an EMS fellow differ from an EMS resident? So emergency medicine residency is a wonderful, challenging experience. Much of our initial emergency medicine training is what we call drinking from the fire hose, and I imagine a lot of medical students are familiar with that term. There's so much to know within emergency medicine that you're always studying, you're always learning, and the shifts that you're required to do take up an enormous amount of time. The, the fellowship differs a little bit in that you have a little more free time in the sense to pursue things within the fellowship criteria. So much of what I did as a fellow had to do with administrative duties. There's a lot of meetings. There's a lot of planning. There's a lot of writing, writing of protocols, writing of educational materials, writing of, of, of bulletins. And so it, it really is part of the fellowship in, in my mind, depending on what fellowship you go to is part administrative, part educational, part research, and then part learning the pre-hospital care knowledge. And so there's, there's several aspects of it that differ a little bit 
in emergency medicine specifically, you're mostly just trying to figure out the knowledge, the basics of emergency medicine practice. I think as you become second, third, sometimes fourth year, if you go to a four-year program, some of these other topics come up that mostly in emergency medicine, you're focused on learning the medicine, whereas the fellowship, you're able to expand into these other areas. I'm beginning to understand that as an EMS fellow, your administrative role will be involved in the coordination of care outside the hospital and helping make decisions for the betterment of the public's health. Can you share a story or experience from your EMS fellowship that really stands out and gives our listeners an idea of how one could really make an impact on society with the skill set that you've learned? Certainly. The, if I could bring up one story specifically, I, I think you know, most of the nation is familiar with the case of Tom Duncan. September, October of 2014, he was the you know, first patient diagnosed with Ebola in the United States. I just happened to be fortunate to be a fellow within the EMS program that initially saw him and transported him to the hospital. I also got to see a lot of the opportunities that arose from that experience to improve. I think a lot of the, we would argue that the country as a whole benefited from some of our initial steps that we took in Dallas, and, and that included things like PPE or personal protective equipment, how to transport patients who have uh, communicable, communicable or infectious diseases, and then and then kind of the aftermath, like what, what do we do with these patients once they get in the hospital on a regional level, and, and what do we do with our medics or pre-hospital personnel who've been exposed to these people. And so, you know, I wasn't driving the conversation by any means. Of course, I was a fellow, but I, I had administrators and leaders who allowed me the opportunity to sit in on some of these discussions, and it was, it was a very unique experience to see it played out on a national stage. That certainly is a memorable story. I'm sure that experience will somehow impact your career in the future. Along those lines, does an EMS fellowship have any training in natural disasters or states of emergency that are built into the curriculum? So there is, and this is where it depends on your, your program's emphasis and, and focus. Some fellowships in EMS offer one- and two-year curriculums. Our program offered a second-year curriculum, and if you wanted to pursue things that are outside of the core curriculum, things like disaster medicine or you know, international EMS, the second year offered you more opportunity to dive into those sub-subspecialties. Most of the core content for the initial EMS training is mostly about medical direction. And again, that has to do with the administrative education and, and the quality assurance of systems. And so that, that's where most of my curriculum laid. I did, because of the dynamics of my specific program, I had access to people who are experts in international disaster care and I was able to have conversations with them, but those were mostly outside of the core curriculum of the EMS program. I'm wondering, is there a particular type of candidate that usually becomes interested or is sought after for an EMS fellowship? What I mean specifically, is there certain pre-fellowship experiences that you see fairly consistently from applicants? Or are there certain activities we should become involved in as students or residents if we are considering an EMS fellowship in the future? I would say that most people who enter into an EMS fellowship have some kind of background in EMS. I, I had relatively little experience. I wasn't a paramedic. I was never an EMT. 
you know, I had pursued an interest in firefighting and, and maybe paramedicine, but the, you know, I never, I never actually had a career in it. There, there are many residents I see going into the field now who actually have prior experience working as paramedics. That's definitely not a mandatory criteria, but it doesn't hurt either. It, it shows that you've had interest, knowledge, and experience doing some of the things that ultimately you will be responsible for. I think the best thing a medical student could do, you know, if they don't have a lot of experience with pre-hospital care, is to contact a local medical director of an EMS system and just ask to spend time with that person. It's really hard to know exactly what an EMS medical director does until you watch it, until you feel it. EMS write-outs, or what that means is writing out with an ambulance or with a paramedic, isn't really reflective of what we do at the medical director level. You know, that is fun. It is important. It's a, an important aspect to know what happens and goes on, but it's definitely not a mandatory criteria. I would say if you want to pursue a fellowship in emergency medical services, you probably should spend time with a local medical director, get a feel for what they do on a day-to-day -day basis, and, and figure out if that's something that you actually enjoy doing. Thank you, Dr. Kofid. One more final question for our eMIGCAST listeners. Could you please share with us what are your current career goals? And did the EMS Fellowship have an influence on your career goals in any way? It, it absolutely did. So my fellowship, I feel, is, is a good one. And I EMS Fellowship, if I can paint it in, in a positive light, has multiple aspects that I think should be interesting to most people. I have always been interested in many different things. And what the EMS opportunity allows someone to pursue is if they have interest in multiple topics. So let me be specific. There's a large part of EMS medical direction that is administrative. So if you lean projects or projects of efficiency, or if you like being a role model and leader, it's a wonderful fellowship. The other aspects include education. If you enjoy teaching, if you enjoy sharing knowledge with others. That's another heavy aspect of EMS fellowship and medical direction. You know, the other part of it is research. Every EMS medical director should be involved either in internal or external research, in my opinion. You're either researching or essentially performing projects that are quality assurance in nature, or you're doing research to help local, national communities improve their systems. And so I had interest in all of those things education, administrative duties, as well as research. And my specific EMS fellowship did a great job of giving me a taste and experience in all three of those things. And so some programs or some EMS fellowships may focus more on some other things than the other. For example, some fellowships may focus more on something called online medical control, which has to do with when paramedics need real-time questions answered that they, they call you and they ask you over the telephone or over a tape line advice. That was a relatively small part of my fellowship, but other fellowships make that a larger portion of their fellowship. And so I think when you pursue a fellowship, you should figure out what parts of medical direction or what parts of an EMS fellowship most interest you, and then find a program that appropriately teaches and emphasizes those aspects that you are most interested in. Thanks for the great advice, Dr. Kofed, and thank you for sharing your story with us today. That's it. 
for this episode of EMIGCAST. I hope you enjoyed our talk with Dr. Kofed and learned some things about EMS fellowships. We plan on continuing the spirit of EMS in our upcoming episode, where we'll talk with a local EMS director and hear about how some of the things Dr. Kofed learned in his fellowship are applied. Please join us again and help spread the word about EMIGCAST. This is your host, Nicholas Robbins, wishing you well. Thank you.